Greetings, travelers. Greetings. Yes, it is Mark and Erica again from Erie Travels. Welcome back. Welcome. And yes, yes, yes. You know, today we get to do another fun episode of... What? Oh, listener, listener questions. questions. Yes, listener questions. We love these. Mark, if I wasn't the drinker of the two of us, I would wonder if you're hitting the hooch sometimes. I'm afraid. Uh, you know, it's, I'm high on life and epilepsy. <laughs> <laughs> you know. No, I love it. I love it. Okay. But um, I want to jump right in. You ready to jump right in? Yeah, let's let's blitz these because these are always so much fun. And we thank you, gang, for sending those in. If you want to send us more, erietravels.com, there's a contact us or just drop us a line at info at Erie Travels or Mark at Erie Travels. Oh, send them to info because then Mark gets more surprised by it. That's okay. true. That's true. But if you need okay. a quick response, send it to Mark. <laughs> yeah, this is true. That's true. Okay. I'm going to start. Yeah, let's do it. Anyone you all know does dream interpretation. Yeah, we do. We do. We do. Okay. I had a nightmare the other night and I can't get over it. Basically, mm. I was trapped in my dream. I would wake up over and over without actually being awake. Oh, God, I hate well, that. Inception. Oh. Yeah. The basic premise was that I could hear something outside. It would wake me up and I would need to go where my husband was. He hasn't been in bed with me that night. He had fallen asleep watching football on the couch. Mm. Sometimes I would wake up immediately and pass back out from drowsiness. Sometimes I would have to fight whatever had made it into the house. Sometimes I would make it to him just to wake up before I could speak to him. One time I made it to him, tried to explain, but we weren't here anymore. I looked out the window to see a fantasy land with castles and things. I tried explaining it was wrong, and he was like, it looks the same way it always does. Anyway, I was relieved when my alarm went off. I almost didn't believe I was really awake. I thought I'd be trapped forever. Kim. Wow. But Kim, whoa. No, no, no. I don't like trapped forever dreams. Not a big fan of that. No. Oh, yeah. Dream interpretation is a whole thing, but I don't even know if that's what this was. This, to me, sounds almost, you know, traveling via you know, almost astral traveling or something like that or, or even dimensionally traveling because you're you're there but you're not there you're trying to wake up you're trying to tell people things and it's and you're seeing the fantasy land with castles and things i've had many people tell me that they've seen that when they've done like remote viewing or things like that where they've they've gone to this alternate with castles and stuff oh my god how many science fiction fantasy novels were written about people who've done that from their dreams and find yeah, out it's, it's another real world you know it's true. Well, we'll have to find somebody who does dream interpretation to come on the show. Clickety-clack, make a note on that so that we yeah. look it up for future episodes. Yeah, Bo, yeah. that sounds like fun. And I, I, Kim, if you're still having that dream or anything else, I wish I could tell you more, but I think that's my leaning, honestly. I think you were energetically affected in some way. This is Serenity Jenny or Phyllis Cesar's area of expertise. I would talk to them with that. My turn. Okay. So I have a close family member that started to learn demonology. Nope. Stop right there. Don't want <laughs> to hear anything else. We're good. We're going to pass on that. Next. Uh, no, no, no. Come on. They reached out to us for help, Erica. Okay, Come on. Okay, fine. Now, I know I can't jump to conclusions of negativity, 
but my white witch soil tells me to be wary. How do I handle this situation? If that family member just pops up, they are talking about evoking and devoking, hope I'm spelling it right, Lilith, demons, Ganesh, and Lucifer himself, apparently. Lilith helped him not go hungry and other things like that. But any advice? I'm just trying to learn my craft, but I don't want to let any demons in my house either. Mia. Well, oh. Ganesh is not a demonic entity. Ganesh is actually, you know, a positive uh, entity from my experiences. Uh, some of the others, yeah, they've got Lilith, has, I think, has a bad rap. But uh, some of the other names, yeah, those are definitely negative names. And, uh, you know, people go a lot of ways. As I said, he thinks this helped him not be hungry anymore. Thinks this is stuff that's helped him out of bad situations. So, again, with trying to avoid negativity, I would also be like, all right, just let him do his own thing. But my advice would be keep yourself clean. Keep yourself out of it. If you don't want demons in your house, don't go messing with them. Yeah. It's just inviting them in. Well, I would also say, here's the thing is intention, right? Demonology, anything like this has only what you put intention behind. Yeah. So are, is his intentions to evoke evil? Like, is does he believe he's going down a route, say, to be a, a Satanist or something like that? Because if he's just doing it because of power, again, that gets into a dicey gray area. But the other thing, too, this is what I say, because anyone who listens to this podcast knows, and both Bo and Mark will tell you, I will just be frank and tell you exactly what I'm thinking. And if they have a negative reaction, then maybe that's somebody that you don't need in your life anyway. So you should just honestly tell them that it's something that bothers you and why it bothers you and that you not trying to get them to stop because they have the right to do whatever they want to. Right. As as it's not hurting anyone else. Yeah. And again, you're just trying to learn your craft. So honestly do what's good for you, what, what you feel comfortable with doing. And again, you're being wary and that's what you should be with this. But yeah, again, it, also with that, you know how some of your family probably looks down on you because you are trying to be a witch. That's what happened to Lilith. So Lilith, not necessarily a bad thing. You know, some of these other names, yeah, they're bad. But don't judge a book 100% by its cover, I would say. Just point out you want to keep your distance without burning any bridges. So. Yeah, not only that, we also, just because you say it's a name doesn't mean it's that name. That's true. What that person may be getting maybe something completely different. Anyway. Yep. Moving um, on. I think we got another witch one. Yeah. Okay. Let's see. Can I use lemongrass the same way as sweetgrass after I sage my home? I'm trying to bring the positive energy back in. Kristen. Well, hi, Kristen. I love that we're getting all these young witches now that we've aired a couple episodes with, with um, some, some... I would ask, because I don't know the answer to that question. <laughs> Yeah, uh, fully for uh, Bo. Bo, you were a witch, or are a witch, and Bo, <laughs> you're gonna have to jump in here. I I don't know the answer to this. I think they should talk to um, perhaps the sigil witch. She might know. Oh yeah, yeah. I would reach out to one of the friends of the podcast stuff because I don't want to answer this and be completely I'm wrong. Starting but... to, get to think we to, we should form a group or something for you know, like a support group for up and coming witches or something on Facebook of ourselves. Oh, maybe we but should. There are that. plenty on there already, so I don't know if I want to 
steal anybody's thunder on that, but it does seem like this is the kind of thing each other could help. But from what I've been told, lemongrass and sweetgrass, yes, both can be used to sage again. How about intent? If you yeah. have sage, and a lot of people can't use sage in their apartments because apartments, you don't want to light things on fire in an apartment building and stuff like that. So you use other methods. And uh, again, lemongrass, if you can't burn sweetgrass, lemongrass should work fine as long as the intent behind it is positive. Yes, I concur with that assessment, at least temporarily until you get a full answer. Yep. yep. So. Okay, Mark. All right. Thank you, so, Kristen. Yeah, thank you, Kristen. Thank you again. Uh, so, all right. So this is a fun one. I've been fascinated with Nessie for over 40 years. Yeah, someone watched In Search of. Thinking critically over the last few decades, I am convinced that she is most likely a form of large anaerobic analid. Hmm, a little science there. What so, is that? Uh, Kind of a large eel or worm. Okay, okay. Uh, in my mind, that would explain the sporadic surface sightings, the undulating nature of those sightings. It would also allow her to hide in the peat moss at the bottom of the lock and sustain herself on detritus and organic matter. Having only been to the lock once in my life, the terrain seems to accommodate a large analid, a large analid theory quite well. That might also link back to why she was described as a worm in centuries past. Thoughts from the Erie Travels team. Amitaviva. Uh, oh my God. I hope I pronounced that right. Amitaviva. I hope you did. I hope you did. I'm sorry that That's I cannot okay. pronounce that. So uh, I will, I'm sorry I slaughtered that. You'll have to send it in phonetically and I'll, I'll do my best. I apologize. Uh, but uh, yeah, I have heard that theory as well, that it's uh, some sort of large analid. That's become a common theory on these things. That way they can live in the muck down in the bottom they're not always constantly swimming it you know it debunks the plesiosaur you know left over but still it's a cryptid it's still an unusual life form that yeah it is in it, the it, deep sea we've never seen in a in a lock well we say that and then the giant squid came up so exactly you know, who knows what's going to start surfacing here soon in that area from those things so yeah. but it makes sense um I don't know what it is. I don't think it's a leftover dinosaur. That's my personal opinion. Not you to say those it. aren't around. I still yeah. am of the opinion that I think uh, Champ and a couple others might be something more than they're you know than we say. But uh, but you you were talking about how it was she was described as a worm, and that go that is the the word for dragon, and 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 old worm. For those of us who play Dungeons and Dragons, we know the old worms are the ones that have the best treasure. Uh, but <laughs> it's, that's uh, true. That's true. Hoarders you know, and treasure. Yep. Yeah. So um, that's why she was described that way. So I don't think it was just worm. I think that was just more the old English of that. So, well, but that is a nice theory. And you should reach out there. Uh, Katie Elizabeth runs the, uh, she's called the Champ Lady. She runs the International Dracontology. We'll try to get her on the show. We tried in the past, but she's had some stuff come up, but we'll try to get her back on. But the International Center for Dracontology, they study water monsters. That might be a theory she could go with. I like it. I like it. Oh, um, are you oh, ready for this next what? one? What? Of course. I, I even called this. Our favorite. It is. Okay. So hello, one of our 
favorite listeners to the show and maybe stalking Mark's ex-girlfriends. We don't know yet. Um, X. Oh. Something random. Yeah. Low that email when I see it. Oh, I don't. Okay. I have to say you all avoided some pitfalls, but did step into a trap. I'm not a man in black. Oh, they go by numbers. Like the exalted one goes by nine. We give you and other researchers unlimited speech to help confuse your message to deafened ears. Be wary of what you step into next as you have opened a door best left closed to the public. Oh my God, so many chills through my body right now, X. Yeah. Like good ones. Okay. Yeah. What, so what was that? What was that not... comment, Bo? He said he wasn't a man in black, but then he said we. No, he says referring they... to the men in black. Yeah, no, they... they go by numbers. But he's saying we. No, but later he says, um, we, we give, give you, you and other researchers, but I don't think we give you about... and other researchers. Yeah, I don't think he's talking about the men in black, but Mark, I think this number thing is not something that's widely discussed, is it? No, not at all. The uh the men in black going by numbers, because yeah, that was part of the comic books, right? In the movie we he was J and K and and all this stuff. The real men in black war, the for those that have actually studied into it, it's not common knowledge. But there was some notes that were passed around amongst the early researchers, particularly uh, John Keel. I believe Gray Barker had it a little bit, which, you know, Gray Barker, take him or leave him, he's had, he'd hoaxed a few things, but he also had, was the first guy on the ground to interview a lot of these people who had encounters. So some of this stuff is good, but he talks about that they got some documents that the men in black go by six, seven, eight, and then the exalted one that goes by nine, that would be their leader. And I have heard that before, that number nine is wants to speak with you. And this was later used by uh, the wonderful Prisoner TV show, Paul, McGa- uh, Paul McGowan, which is, I am not a number, I am a human being, that sort of wow. thing. Uh, well, um, the crazy. Thing, thing I have to say, though, X, is you just said again that we stepped in it, but you're not telling us what we did. We talk about so much with? random stuff. Yeah. Like we're we're thoroughly creeped out by you. So you accomplished your goal. Um, but you're not explaining to us when the pitfalls. So unfortunately, we will not cease and desist on our awesomeness until you let us know where the pitfalls are. And I am wondering about the we give you and your re- other researchers unlimited speech to help confuse your message to deafened ears. I like that. That sounds very smoke and mirrors propaganda stuff. So he plays word games really well. Yes, so he does. And thanks or she or whatever. I they they we'll just call him X. So X, yes. thank you for that wonderful message and keep sending them in because. If nothing else, they give us something fun to talk about. True, true, and more. Okay, Mark. All right, need some help. How do I get rid of a person that frequents my property? This person is friendly with others here, but I'm not feeling the same way. The vibe is way off. No need for bad things to happen, just distance. Hoping for a spiritual suggestion. Any suggestions? Anonymous. That sounds like you're looking for like some sort of which way to... uh, to chase someone off of your property. Well, I'll tell you the best way to do it is put up a no trespassing sign. Well, so. I, I think too is be 
open with yourself about why it's off. And, yeah. you know, you can do all the things if you think it's spiritual. But, I mean, I hate to say it like this, but you have the right to have the people you want to in your space and the people you don't, don't mm -hmm. need to be there. And you don't necessarily have to have some reason that everybody else understands. You could just politely in, uninvite them and you can let people know in your space that you don't want them invited there. And if for some reason people react differently, you know, if they're your friends, unless this is somebody that is absolutely, you know, ride or die with some of your friends, then just make sure they don't come there. And you can always do a lot of the sort of protection with intention stuff that we've talked about. So if it's something else that's... Yeah with that person maybe it will get sort of blocked at the the lines you know yeah if they've got something on their back as it was called for times or being ridden by the boo hag or something like that you know you can chase it away by simply line assault classic or again intention you know you know saging the house and if they can still come in then you know maybe it's just you know that this is not a nice person that's always a good reason to kick somebody out too just say hey but it sounds like you're living with other people the way this is written. So maybe talk to the others and just say, is anybody else feeling this way? Because you may be surprised. Others may feel the same way too. Just don't know how to interpret it. That and maybe they killed you in a past life. You never know. So <laughs> anyway. Okay. Funny you say that. Because really? read the next question. Oh, really? One more? I figured and then we'll go to break. So yep, here we go. One more. Here we go. Greetings, travelers. Greetings. Greetings. Interested in your interpretation of past lives. Wow, I'm psychic, I think. <laughs> I don't think that. Okay. I've read recently because my son has been saying things that refer to a previous life. I'd love to hear your stories or ideas, Tara, or Tara, but I think Tara. Well, hello, Tara. Um, I, don't, I think we'll have to do a whole episode on past lives because no. that's the thing. My personal belief, and I'll give the short version of this, is that I believe... We, um, for lack of a better word, are reincarnated. I believe that we continue to have many, many lives. That's my personal belief. And um, a lot of times I think there, whatever the mechanism is to help us forget the previous life, I think sometimes gets slipped up or it's still, the wax is still sealing on it because a lot of children can remember things. And this is also where I feel you get prodigies and stuff like that. And we'll go down further the rabbit hole. But I think that acknowledging what your child is telling you and making sure that they don't feel like you're telling them they're imagining things, because there are a lot of stories we've heard of people talking about that. So that is, I'm, I'll let the other travelers here go, but I, I think that it's an entirely possible thing that's my perception of it mark yeah uh, again i think it's something we don't understand yet i do believe it happens i don't know if it's uh racial memories like that you know an ancestral memory that's in our dna that just somehow reconnects in the brain because you know somebody somewhere that that reminds me of that lady who woke up one day knew she was an egyptian princess in a previous life and was able to help them discover where the, her tomb was and they actually did discover it where she described and she was able to translate documents that were untranslatable before and now she works for the british museum or did work for the british museum until she passed away again so this is the kind of thing that 
these are fascinating. And the one kid who knew his wife and kids from a nearby town and they went to the nearby town and found out, oh yeah, they, this wife and the kids still lived in that town and he knew everything about it. And yeah. they think that there was no way he should. So this stuff happens. I don't understand it. I don't know if it's reincarnation past lives or again, if you're living, you know, Mandela effect and suddenly we shifted and got a whole new life ahead of us. But uh, there's it's definitely true. some oddball things going on. So. Yeah, but don't discount what your child is telling you. No, yeah, I'd listen. Write yeah. it down. It might come in important someday. Agreed. And with that, I think we'll take a quick break, listen to our sponsors, and we will be right back with Erie Travels listener questions. Destiny Beard, the lyrical soprano who will haunt your dreams. With her alluring melodies and intricate harmonies, this dark siren of wistful song shall capture your soul and lead you into the night. Check out Destiny's new single, The Haunting Is Over, with international musicians Sam Haynes and Gary Bennett, as well as her other musical works at destinybeard.com. Greetings, travelers. Now available on Audible and other audiobook platforms, Eerie Appalachia. Join us, won't you, as we discuss creatures like the Popelik Monster, the White Thangs, the Snallygaster, the Wampus Cat, the Lizard Man of Skateboard Swamp, Bunny Man Bridge, and the Ohio Grassman. All these creatures and more await you if you dare listen to Eerie Appalachia. Presented by Mark Muncy, History Press, and Four Horsemen Publishing. Woo! Back. Good ones. Some good, good ones. topics Thank right off listeners. the bat. Over to you. All right. So, oh, I like this one. Have there been any recent sightings of grave diggers? Well, yeah, lots of grave diggers. Oh, no, they're talking about the ape-like scavengers seen in Kentucky and other states in recent years. I think they are either mini Sasquatches or napes. That's North American apes. I heard they are the reason states require embalming. Joe. Oh, I have not heard of this. I'm, I'm sure I'm going to make a note to do an episode on grave diggers, but yeah, the, the corpse what eaters. The, the, uh, what is the summary version of this? They're corpse eaters. They're ghouls we okay. would call them in the old world they uh tend to be goblin like or maybe puck style uh the mini sasquatches like he says uh, you know stump jumpers but they uh tend to be smaller they tend to hang around graveyards and they tend to be reports of eating bodies that's the old version of them but uh, again i have not heard recent sightings I've heard sightings from the late 1800s, early 1900s. I will have to check into that, Joe, to see if there have been recent stuff. I'm curious why you mentioned Kentucky and other states. I'm sure you've got a reason for that. So please reach out to me and let me know what you're working on, because I'd love to work with you. I do have some files from a sighting. I We did the bit where we talked about the Huntington Hobgoblins from 
Erie Appalachia. So I will uh, happily pass that on to you. No, that would be, that would be, I want to learn more. So we'll have to do an episode on this, but thank you so much, Joe. Wonderful. There you go. Put that on the clickety clack. Yeah. Clickety clacked away. Okay. I bought a new tarot deck about a year ago and it didn't come with a guidebook. Me too. I have a tarot deck that didn't come with a guidebook. It's right here. Okay. Mm. Is there an app that I can get that works for any deck or can I use a guidebook with any deck? I know each guidebook is tailored to each deck, but the major and minors are all what they are, right? Any advice on this? I can't find the book for purchase, and I'd like to not buy the same deck twice. Megan. Well, hello, Megan. Hello, Megan. We can answer this because of a previous guest who actually does these type of... Um, Sabrina from Moon Mist Crystals, who was on our podcast talks about there a lot of metaphysical shops will do classes on the decks but when it comes to a tarot deck the tarot deck is the same layout every single time that is not true with oracle decks and stuff like that but the tarot deck has the same layout so if you have a tarot deck um uh instruction module manual or just even look up the the cards in the tarot deck it will tell you what those cards mean generally yeah. That's the, yeah, Rider weight and all that use those same things. That's why our playing cards use the same, you know, sweets and and hearts and diamonds and all that because they come from that same deck. So and, you can use those as well once you've learned the the basics. So Bo has something, Mark. Oh, <laughs> I actually pulled out my tarot deck because I wanted to see uh, if it said who the instructions are written by. And it's somebody named Stuart Kaplan. And I don't, maybe he has a book uh, since most of the instructions are similar depending on the deck. So maybe he's somebody to look up. Yeah, Llewellyn, I believe, puts out a few decks like that. So, And I think you can use the number of cards in your deck is what it should be. Because like this yeah. deck that I have, that's a really cute Alice in Wonderland deck that nobody but me can see besides Bo and Mark, uh, includes 78 cards. So I don't know if it's based on cards, but reach out to Sabrina at Moon Mist Crystals and she will give you guidance on that. And you can probably find a local class or an online class that'll show you how to do tarot decks correctly and things like that. That's what I'd recommend because that's what I'm doing since I bought a cool deck, but then didn't know how to use it. Yeah, most shops have uh, classes and stuff as well. So, yeah. And again, there's a lot of online groups that'll help you too. Thanks, Megan. Thanks, Megan. Yeah, great question. Okay. Oh, my turn. It's your turn, Mark. <laughs> Sorry. Greetings, travelers. Greetings. Greetings. Uh, oh, I love this, how it starts. Woo! The forces that be are really sending home the message these past few days. Have any of you all at the show or anyone else really felt like the solstice has been a time to center in on a specific issue in their lives. I feel like a big shakeup is on the horizon. Over the past few days, the flags I've been seeing have been related to releasing the grief trauma I haven't dealt with from the past two years and also realizing that life is short and that we as individuals are mostly inconsequential. And the only meaning I see in being here is helping other people and being of service, easing suffering while we're on this planet. I've low-key been thinking of radically changing my lifestyle and recentering on how to help others in a meaningful way. Thank you all on the show for steering me back from a dark place 
Looking forward to seeing you all on the on this side. Hope. Well, hello, Hope. Great name, Hope. Yes. And, and that was a very positive message. I love that. It's true. But I will say, Hope, I had a major reading. I um, talked about that a little bit on the Sigil Witch episode. But um, yes. And I had to let go of some things and stuff like that. And I felt that time period was very, very shaking up. And I think um, helping people is the one of the most noblest causes. Make sure you don't lose yourself in that because sometimes you can go to the extreme of yeah. overdoing the help to other people and then you're not taking care of yourself. But I think whatever the guidance is, I'm a firm believer now in not fighting the the stream of the river, so to speak. And if you're going in one direction, I would go in that direction. Yeah. Don't spawn against the stream. Yeah. So yeah. it's, uh, I would say, Hey, if you're being pushed that way, you know, follow it. If your heart feels good about it. And the minute you start feeling, wait a minute, there's some pushback. All right. Take that step back and go, okay, what, what's the pushback? So yeah. Changing lifestyle, recentering. That is what new year's and all that is all about. And Yule and all that will, and Solstice will bring that about. That's why we all make our New Year's resolutions. That's why we yeah. do all these things. It's trying to be better people. And that's a good thing. I am all about trying to be a better person and help your fellow person. Just keep that up and, um, you know, let us know how it's going. I, we love I think that we, we all help. kind of felt a little something. We love that we could help. Any help yeah. we can give. Yeah. yeah, happy to help. And we'll keep on doing what we keep doing. And we will hopefully see you on this side. Okay, here we go. Hi, everyone. Welcome. Hi. I've said and done things to people that I'm not proud of. Mm. I'm worried that I have angered the spirits and high powers and thus have lost my connection with nature and people. What can I do to ask forgiveness and make amends to the gods and the goddesses of old? Ben. Wow. Um, well, A lot of reflection. Ben. I think what you need to do is not make amends to the gods and goddesses, but to anybody that you feel you've wronged. Yeah. You know, one of the things that I have always had a disagreement with my whole life is talking about with other people situations where you've done things to people instead of actually making amends to the people that you've done the things for. Yeah. Just for instance, and I, I totally support other people's beliefs, but going in and just telling a priest the wrong you've done versus going and making up for what you've done or even apologizing for what you've done. I don't think you get a bunch of Hail Marys and then you're clear of that. Like karma can be a bitch. So yeah. I would suggest making amends to those people or doing stuff in those people's names and making sure they know about it. And if you've lost contact, but intending it to go to their names in a way that you would. So like if you bullied people, then if you can't find those people you bullied and apologize, work with anti-bullying programs as an example to make up for it because you're not going to appease the God and goddesses without first making it right on this plane. I think that is my, they're going to, they're going to see it as exactly what that is, is just a, a gesture and you're, you're not fooling them. There's, there's a reason they have all seeing eyes and stuff like that. We've all done things wrong in this life. Not a single one of us on this earth is perfect by any stretch of the imagination. No, except so, Bruce Campbell. Well, so, even Bruce yeah. Campbell can have flaws. He's amazing, but he could yeah. have flaws. But yeah. the fact is, is that you can do a lot of good in this world by being willing to step up 
kind of suck it up. Sometimes it hurts. Sometimes it may seem embarrassing, but just do it because worst case scenario, if somebody reacts badly, you've done what you intended to do to solve the problem. And that makes all the difference. That's where I stand. So, all right. Yeah, no, I don't think need more need be said on that. But thank you for writing us, Ben, and good yeah. luck on that journey luck. for you. Yeah, I hope, hope it goes well. And please keep us posted. Let, let us know how it's going. If you need to make a specific god or goddess, let me know and I can see what their offerings are. But yeah. uh, let's see. Uh, dream interpretation question. I like that. Hey, friendly travelers. Hey. Uh, I had a really strange dream and need some help interpreting it. Context. This December is the one-year anniversary of a pivotal event that caused someone to create a lot of chaos in my life. I have a position of authority and had to remove someone from their position. She didn't take it well and proceeded to make me as miserable and stressed as she possibly could. Shortly after this event, I became ill. I've been seeing doctor after doctor trying to figure out what's wrong, but at every turn I've met with obstacles from lab orders being lost, appointments being canceled, doctors dismissing my symptoms. I've gotten no answers. In May, I cut off all access this woman had to me, eventually even telling mutual friends that I don't want to hear what she was saying about me and that I needed to remove myself from the situation. From May until November, I hadn't even heard her name, hadn't seen her, nothing. Then all of a sudden, I run into her in a place of business that I never go to typically. I saw her, but just walked on by. And then I started getting the thought that perhaps she had cursed me. I'm not sure why I began to think that at that time, because it hadn't even crossed my mind until then. Now the dream. Last night, I dreamed that I was talking to my doctor about all the issues I've been having to get the diagnosis or even treatment. The doctor begins to laugh and their head rotates on their shoulders and this woman's face appears like her face was on the back of the doctor's head. She was laughing. Then I woke up. It was so strange. Any insight ET team? Sorry for the long question, Misty. I like being called the ET team, Misty. Oh my gosh, I love that. Mark, I want your thoughts first because I have a couple. Right, well, with the head turning and the other head behind it, that immediately brings up Harry Potter images to me. Uh, but uh, And uh, Professor Quirrell from the movie. Uh, not necessarily the book. But man, I don't know, you know if you just suddenly think I've been cursed right, just because you walk close to someone. That is picking up on something. Picking up on their negative intentions. So they obviously don't like you and are obviously spreading things about you and saying things about you and thinking negative thoughts on you. And that does send stuff out into the universe. So that is out there. But I think simple protection will protect you from that. I think also this is worrying and this is trauma. It, you know, seeing her face on the back of your doctor and you're already having problems with doctors, that's trauma. And I think, you know, the best thing to deal with trauma is get help. So I, I agree. And it sounds like you've given this person a lot more power than yeah. you should have. Um, I recommend, I mean, you need, you need help. And I would reach out probably a therapist, believe it or not. I don't think this is necessarily like a spiritual help. This is therapy, but I would also say this, take time and write down Every single thing you would want to communicate to this person, literally just word vomit onto pages until 
You cannot think of another thing, including how they've made you feel, what they've made you think, how they've affected your life. I want you to just keep writing until for like three or four days, you cannot write another thing. Nothing will come to mind. And then I want you to go burn that. And I want you to have mm -hmm. the intention that you're letting it go. All of it. And you have to just decide this person gets zero of your power. She's just another person operating in this world. There's a chance you'll run into her, but let it go. Because if you don't and you hold on to it, it allows it to eat away at you. And it doesn't, like all trauma, you can't let it eat at you. You have to let it go. And I'm not saying you're forgiving the person or everything they're doing is right, but you're just not allowing them to penetrate your space. Yep. That's solid, solid, solid. Again, Misty, thank you so much for writing. And I hope that you get it out of your head. So yeah. sometimes you can just get stuff trapped up there. I, I think the great, uh, what was, was the show? Ted Lasso has a great bit in it where he tells everybody, what's, what's the animal with the shortest attention span? Do you know what that is? No. It's a goldfish. They only got 10 second memory. So just be a goldfish. What's past is past. Yep. Keep us updated, Misty. We'd love to hear your progress on this. Yep. Okay, next. All right. My daughter has come home and told me that she's seen a ghost at school. What? What? Oh, why do I get these ones? <laughs> okay. My daughter has come home and told me she's ghost school. She's five, and she said he came up to me when I was at the bench at the playground, and then again in the classroom. I saw him out of the corner of my eye. And when I looked, he was gone. What questions do I ask? She doesn't even know what a ghost is. Myself, I'm a big believer in the paranormal and ghosts, etc. So I'm intrigued whether she's seen this boy at home or not. Ollie. Well, hello, Ollie. Hi, Ollie. Um, it sounds like, you know, we like we've discussed, you know, invisible friends and mm -hmm. all that. Sounds like she's seen something. She says it's a ghost. Now you say she doesn't know what it is. You are a believer, so I'm assuming you've watched some ghost shows at the house or listened to our podcast or listened to some ghostly things. You'd be surprised what kids pick up on. So she knows what a ghost is. And I think that's, you know, her saying that to you is very awesome that she's seen something and she's not afraid to tell you about it. That's a big deal. I mean, there was a reason the Sesame Street finally did an episode where the adults finally saw Snuffleupagus because they wanted kids to be able to tell their parents anything and that that adults would believe them. I think that's exactly what she's done. She's told you at this point, what questions do you ask? Ask her, have you talked to this ghost? Have you tried talking to this ghost? Has this ghost tried talking to you? Do you feel scared with this ghost? Do you feel happy with this ghost? Let us know. I think encouraging communication. I know a lot of people would be like, no, 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 you're opening up to you know possession and all that. No, you're, opening them up to communication again yeah. how many of these psychics and mediums and spiritualists we've had on the show said their parents shut them down at an early age and it messed with them till they were adults let's yeah. try the opposite see what happens so and i would just say um to your child let them know that they can tell you about anything that happens regardless yep. if somebody tells them not to and just make it safe but the entire time you do not get a worry look on your face. Children know when you're worried. Children interpret. Even if they say something that scares the crap out of you, you need to have a very 
bored, plain, supportive look on your face because you can guide them into things. But if they think you're afraid, a lot of times children will not repeat things because they don't want to make you scared or upset mommy or daddy, that kind of thing. So, yeah, I would just ask them if persons talk to them, if they said anything, you know, what do they want to know and things like that and just see because they may have an invisible friend. And I have found the majority of the time is invisible friends are just that they're invisible friends. They're just there yep. and they don't intend to scare the kid. They're there for just companionship yep. or whatever. I, something we don't know. They're seeing through the veil. The the, the barrier isn't there. That's, that's all that is. And that's adorable. So I'll, I would just have a conversation and don't push. Let them oh. just talk to you about it and see, because if you make it very casual and part of normal conversation, then that's what they'll tell you about. Yep. Did you see your friend? Did you get their name? That sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, and then document, document, document. Yes, yes, yes. Journal. Yep. All right. So last Final one, Erica. Yep. Uh, is it weird things happened a few weeks ago, and I'd love to see what y'all think. I was at Lake Lure here in North Carolina where I live. That's not too far from us. That is where Dirty Dancing part of it was. Yes. And me and my other half went there for our anniversary two years ago. I love that. Oh. Okay, continue. And you didn't let him put baby in the corner. so No, nobody puts baby in the corner. Although, you know, as a father, I identified with the dad and thought this creepy old man hitting on the underage girl. Yeah, I understood him a little too well. So um, <laughs> anyway, well, back to the letter. Mark, I carried a watermelon. That's all I have to say. Uh, okay, that's true. Listen, back to the story. So okay. me and two of my girlfriends were staying at a beautiful home owned by one of her in-laws. We stayed two nights. We all had our own rooms. I left my two young children home with their dad for the weekend. The second night there, I'm laying down completely asleep and hear my husband's voice as if in my ear shout, Bree, my name. I sat up a bit confused because for a second I forgot I wasn't at home. Yeah, I've been there, done that. It was about 2 a.m., but I messaged him right away. I got no response because he was asleep also. He said the next day everything was fine. I definitely know what I heard. Why would that have happened? Whoa. Okay. Not going to Lake Lure again. Nah. Nope. 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 Your husband's voice shouted because he didnn't want you hooking up with Patrick Swayze. The ghost of Patrick Swayze. That's entirely possible. He's done that before. We have a history. Yeah. I don't think that was your husband, my friend. No. That's so. Especially you're hearing in your ear a voice at a you know a cabin in the woods, basically. This is what we discussed earlier with uh, people yeah. hearing voices and stuff like that. This is our old friends, the hide behind and other things that talk to you. Man, there's just so many things that do that. So one of I'm the glad you didn't I respond. recommend is if you guys go back to that place, just be aware. That's mm -hmm. the, be very aware of what it is and do not follow it anywhere if it's talking to you. But it sounds like it tried to do something, but your immediate thing was like, hey, is everybody okay? The one and thing, he said it was know, owned by one of the in-laws of one of your friends. I would reach out if you feel comfortable to your friend and say, hey, 
has anything weird happened to you there? Did anything happen? Does your, do your in-laws know of anything weirds happened there? Because you don't have to say what it was. You don't have to say, you know, something shouted in your ear and you might be surprised because it might not have been documented. So you feel you might be a little crazy for hearing that in your ear, but what if it's happened before? What if it's happened many times in that room? Then that's when we get a team out there and, and see what's really going on. True. And I would say this as somebody who had um, children and was divorced from my, I still have children. They're very much alive and listen to the show and make fun of me. Sometimes they, they don't make fun of me. But one of the things was when the children were over at their father's house, I would worry about it. But I, I, I realized here's the thing when you're away from your kids and I'm not saying you're separated or anything, but the people who have your children will contact you if something's wrong with your children or something's wrong with them. Like it's, it's a sort of irrational thing that can come into play because you, you have people, you wouldn't leave your children with people you didn't trust, AKA their dad. So the, you know, when things like that happen, just know that it's something else generally, or your, your worry wart brain playing with you, but they're fine because the dad would have called you and said, Hey, we're not fine. We have this problem. So that's my thought. But um, yeah, if you want to let us know where this house is so I can make sure I never go there, it would be fine. <laughs> yeah. So, well, with that gang, that's the last of them. So please send us more. Drop us a line at eerietravels.com. Click on that, you know, contact us page and that goes right to us. There's a little form. You can fill out if you got a listener tale or if you got a little listener question. You can also message us on any of the social medias or drop us an email at market eerie travels or info at eerie travels. That's how we do it. And that's how we get these. And we want more of these. And this has given us a few more episode ideas. I'm definitely looking forward to doing a deep dive on uh, a couple of these to see what we come up with. I'm going to reach out to a couple friends and see if they're interested and uh, coming on and talking about these things. So Erica, what did you take away from this one? There are several places I don't want to go to ever again. So <laughs> that's what I took away. No, I love our listener tales. I love our travelers. You guys are amazing. Thank you for reaching out to us. These are some of the funnest episodes we we get to do. So we appreciate it. And we're looking forward to an amazing 2024 with all of you. So thank you. Yeah, no, thank you so much. Thank you for sending these. We're enjoying them. We hope to have many, many more of these with you. And with that gang, we will uh, be locking our doors. We will be avoiding any traps as we watch out for the exalted one that goes by nine. We will be uh, sailing the lock as we look for a giant annelid. And then we will also remember to keep an open mind about things. And we will see you on the other side.